0: What's up, y'all? My name is CJ Capilar, and you're listening to Us in 3D. Welcome to day two of Us in 3D, week one. Today's episode is all about main character syndrome, or MCS, so stay tuned. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Us in 3D. Thank you so much for tuning in. Like I said in the intro, today's topic is Main Character Syndrome or MCS. Now, MCS is pretty self explanatory by its name, but if you don't know, this is Urban Dictionary's top two definitions of main character syndrome. Number one, it is a type of condition characterized by one feeling as though they are destined to become a main character through possessing attributes and or having events happen in their life that cause them to become like the protagonist of any fictional story. I like the second definition more, it's more simplified. But the second definition on Urban Dictionary is when someone thinks they are the main character of their life, it usually comes with a side of individuality complex, quirky style, and a self-centered point of view. That about sums it up, but there's a lot more to MCS that I think that a lot of people don't consider. Now, my personal experience with main character syndrome, I joke about that I have main main character syndrome all the time. I'm very, um, you, you know, I'm very imaginative, um... Very in my own world, in my own fantasy world, in my head. Um, a lot of things that are in reality don't match up with the things that go on in my head. And that's, that's okay sometimes, to a certain extent. It could look like, I think, there's a lot of scenarios where I brought up, oh, my main character syndrome's popping up when I think someone likes me. And they probably don't like me. But I think that they like me based off of the very few context clues that I've gotten in our interactions. So it could be like that. And I did some research, not too extensive research, and it definitely was not by reliable sources, but I did some research, looked into what people think main character syndrome is and what it looks like to some people. And I essentially categorized different symptoms of MCS. So I'm going to list some. We'll see. If you have a combination of some of these, you might have MCS. You might need to look into that a little bit. So I divided the symptoms of main character syndrome up into three-ish categories. The first category is externally (laughs) attention-seeking. The second category is internal imagination. And the third category is like a hybrid of internal and external manifestations of the symptoms. So. Number one, attention seeking externally. Um, I divided this into two subcategories that are very popular and were very common when I was looking into this. Wow, I sound like a scientist. Someone hire me. Oh my gosh. But essentially, attention seeking externally, I divided up into two categories. The first subcategory is you care too much and you're seeking external validation or attention from other people. And this looks like you doing little things that you think will draw attention to you, that you think will get you validation or attention from other people specifically. So do you do uh, do you walk like you're on a runway when you're in public acting like everybody's looking at you and you're on a runway? Do you act like you're being filmed 24-7, like you're on a reality TV show? Do you narrate your life? Do you do do certain body language or mannerisms or acts that are for the sole purpose of if someone's watching you rather than you actually genuinely feeling it or naturally doing it? So, like, for example, there's, there's some girls that I know where they're in a public space and they're supposed to be studying, but... They're not really studying, they just look like they're studying and then they and then they sigh and then they act like they're tired or they're stressed and like, girl, you're having a whole movie moment over there. Like, calm the fuck down, girl. But I respect it. I, it, it be like that sometimes. The second subcategory I put in the attention-seeking externally category is quirky or unique. This is based on attention-seeking behavior as well and... If it goes too far, like everybody's quirky, everybody's unique to a certain extent. Yes, everybody's unique. But if it goes too far, if that mentality that you're so special goes too far, it can lead to pick-me-girl energy. If you don't know what a pick-me-girl is, just go ahead, look it up on Urban Dictionary. Actually, you know I'm going to do? I'll do that for you. I'll do that for you. A pick-me-girl, defined by Urban Dictionary, is a girl who goes out of their way to impress boys and make them seem like they're, quote, not like other girls. Ooh, that's a red flag. Kind of like a simp, but for girls. Otherwise known as internalized misogyny. Not the easiest to explain, but when you see one, you'll know she's one for sure. Usually does this to be accepted by boys and be considered one of the good ones. If you say one of these things, congratulations, nobody likes you heart. That's so fu- that's so funny. I'm I'm weak as hell. That's hilarious. But my point is if you think you're so quirky and unique and it goes too far, that mentality goes too far, you're giving off pick-me girl energy. You're so caught up in being unique and being different that you put down other people for the sake of you being different. That's where it goes wrong and you can tell when someone's a pick-me girl if they act very different as soon as a guy shows up yeah yeah if if their personality changes and then they start especially the girls that like make jokes and like put you down a little bit just to make just to sound funny or like you know make them look better than you that that's pick-me girl energy Um, Pick me girl energy. This could quirky, unique energy could also be like you're the chosen one. You're like the one that can (laughs) the one that's destined for amazing things. But also, you know, those girls who believe that they can talk their man down from a fight. Like the, no, don't fight. Like, look at me. Look into my eyes. This isn't you, blah, blah, blah. That that is quirky, unique, pick me girl energy. I don't care what anybody says. That is pick me girl energy. Tone it down. Okay, so the second category. So the first one was attention seeking externally. The second category is where I line up the most. So that is internal imagination. That is based on coping mechanisms or delusional fantasies based on your trauma. So that could be looking like, do you imagine scenarios in your life as scenes of TV shows, movies, or music videos? Um, a, popular, a popular example of this is if you watch Euphoria and you're caught up on season two, Lexi and the play. Exactly like that. Exactly. That is the prime example of pop culture, of internal imagination. So if you're like that, that is an example of it. Number two, do you narrate your life? Do you talk to yourself? Do you act out scenarios or monologues when you're alone? Do you think you're the chosen one or the star or a celebrity? Do you act like it? Do you think everyone is in love with you or is flirting with you for no particular reason just because... You've picked up on one or two things. Do you, this is where it gets me. Do you romanticize everything? Everything. That is where it gets me the most. And then our third category, we have hybrid or hybrid of external and internal manifestations of these symptoms. So one thing that it can look like is the you don't care category, subcategory, you're you really don't give a fuck about anything anymore so this could look like positive things this could be negative things internally and externally so for example you have those main character moments where you totally disregard reality you totally disregard responsibilities and you're just living you're just carefree you're living in the moment you're taking in the moment you don't give a fuck about anything except for living in the moment this could look like blasting music in your car with the windows down, feeling the nice breeze, you know. This could also look not so happy, and you could be sulking and in the car, staring out the window as the rain drips down the window and (laughs) all dramatic and shit like you're in a fucking rom-com driving away from the love of your life, yada, 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 all that bullshit. It could look like that. So those are the three subcategories of symptoms of MCS. If those sound familiar, you probably have MCS and you might want to get some help on that. But I came across an interesting article by Dr. Phil Reed on Psychology Today. It's an article called The Trouble with Main Character Syndrome. And the main points of this article was that Um, Dr. Phil Reed was saying main character syndrome is when somebody presents or imagines themselves as a lead in a sort of fictional version of their life. His second point was that digital communication platforms make it easier for people to fall into the trap of main character syndrome. Okay, so like influencers in the wild type situation, I guess. And then main character syndrome could share traits with psychological problems like narcissistic personality disorder for a minority. Of people so some points that I got from his article um, talking about the digital communication like social media aspect he said basically the anonymity of digital communication allows people to reinvent themselves or in extreme and potentially dangerous situations to present entirely false versions of themselves much more easily The lack of direct and corrective face-to-face feedback through social media enables this behavior to persist. He also made a point to compare main character syndrome and Munchausen syndrome. Munchausen syndrome is like you're pretending to be sick or injured for the sake of attention or like validation or like whatever from other people. Like you're just pretending to get attention essentially. And he compared that to main character syndrome, but it expands to all aspects of life or other aspects of life. So he said, quote, well, pers- perhaps an interesting parallel to main character syndrome to think about, and that illustrates this difference, is its similarities with moonchasm syndrome. Although moonchasm syndrome is purely about faking illness, it is a way to deal with emotional difficulties. Self-presentation strategies are not. Main character syndrome may just be taking that sort of behavior a bit further into all aspects of a person's life. That is a um, very interesting interpretation. I, mm, I'm i going to have to think about whether I agree with that one or not. But um, he also said main character syndrome could share traits with psychological problems such as narcissistic personality disorder for a minority of people. I agree with this. I do agree with this that it's not, like, it sounds very similar and it sounds like people with main character syndrome or who joke that they have main character syndrome are narcissists, but I think it's not that deep, but people do take it that far and some people who do claim to have MCS as a joke really are narcissists and really, you know, are egotistical and are self-centered and maybe they're using mcs as a joke to disguise that as a joke but he said that um it could be somewhat brutally suggested that main character syndrome itself shares traits with psychological problems like narcissistic personality disorder and any disorder involving delusions I suspect that this is only the case for a minority of people indulging in main character syndrome, but there is a suggestion that this type of fantasy can lead to behaviors that eventually mimic those seen in personality disorders if it becomes too ingrained. That's fair. That's fair. I'll give him that. Um, Another point he made very briefly and only said one sentence about it, but he said, Escape maintained fantasy behaviors may also be a severe problem for those vulnerable to developing psychological issues like anxiety and depression, and not just personality disorders. That's, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll give him that. I'll give him that one. He also said, um, to finish out his points, and I'll get back into my point of view. He says, some view main character syndrome as a form of empowerment, a way of reinventing oneself to take control, but this is just adding to the problems of that person. If somebody needs to reinvent themselves, then there is more than likely something fundamentally wrong with their life and or their living environment. Damn. Developing a digital fantasy life at best is a distraction that will fuel further problems and prevent the person from addressing what needs to be addressed gosh damn yeah <laughs> yeah You're not, that sounds about right yeah <laughs> i'll go into that but my thoughts i i think that there's there's good and bad when it comes to this joke of main character syndrome i think i think main character syndrome is actually harmless to a certain extent but it, it can actually lead to some very destructive behaviors that could hurt not only the person who claims that they, or jokes that they have main character syndrome, but also the people around them. So, for example, for the good of main character syndrome, like, like he mentioned in the article, it could be it could be empowering. It could feel like, like, for example, if you feel like you've been a side character in your own life, if you feel like you haven't had the control or the tension that you want in your life, and you're reclaiming this era in your life to be, I guess this is, your, this is your introduction to a villain era, go back to episode one, but this is your empowering reclaiming of your life saying, I am the main character in my life. I am probably side characters in other people's lives, but in my life, I have control. I control the narrative, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, that is very empowering and that could be a very positive thing. Um, another thing that could be very positive with main character syndrome wow this is <laughs> this is so funny but I think romanticizing things to a certain extent is good you know like it may lead you to be delusional if it goes too far but that's we'll talk about that later but overall in general in a healthy amount if you romanticize things that that sounds good to me that's what i do i it makes life a little more interesting it gives a little spice in your life you know and i don't think there's anything wrong with that as long as you're not going like being too delusional let me find good and romance and good things and positive things in life let me let me be a little delusional not too delusional because you know that that's where it goes wrong let me be a little delusional let me live my life and make this world seem less dull and negative when i also want to make a point that like he said in the article very few people who joke that they have main character syndrome are actually narcissists but that's when it gets to the bad side of main character syndrome It can be very destructive to not only the person who claims that they have it, but it's also very destructive to the people in their lives. So as far as the person who has main character syndrome or jokes that they have main character syndrome, because this isn't, let me be very clear. This is not a legit thing. This is a joke. Please do not think that main character syndrome is actually real, but just had to make that point. It can be very destructive to the person that claims that they have main character syndrome because they're romanticizing things. They're, they're somewhat delusional. They're delusional about either how they see themselves or how other people see them. And when reality hits and they realize that that is actually not true, that the, the fantasy, the delusions that they've built in their head is not reality, that fucking sucks that fucking sucks and it can hurt your ego it can hurt your the way that you see yourself your self-worth and that is a big issue that i will admit that is a big issue with people who joke about main character syndrome and are seeking external validation from other people that's where it goes very wrong but in another aspect of where it can be very destructive to yourself um people who have main character syndrome Like main characters, oh my gosh, a point that I do want to make, main characters from like movies and TV shows, it really irks my nerve. It really pisses me off when like they're just so self-centered or so egotistical or they, they just think that everything's about them. That's one bad thing. Another bad thing is that everything will get delivered to them or be handed to them or people will fight for them, yada, yada, yada. And it creates this disillusion that they don't have a role in making things happen. So like, for example, relationships, friendships, main characters, they are so selfish and self-centered and they often don't consider their friends who are the side characters in movies and TV shows. They don't consider their emotions or their point of view in some things and that could lead to a lot of miscommunication, a lot of conflict. Um, so they, they're just so self-centered that they don't recognize that they have a role in relationships and they have to meet people halfway. And I think that's very damaging because they can also play a very victimizing role. They can victimize themselves quite a lot and they don't recognize that they have a responsibility in situations such as that. Where it becomes destructive to the people in the main character person's life is that Okay, I, f- I firmly believe that like everybody, it, everybody themselves are their own main character of their life. Duh. But it goes wrong when you're treating people in your life just like they're side characters, just like they're NPCs, like they have no say, like they have no importance. They're just side characters in your life. It's one thing to think highly of yourselves. It's one thing to think your' main character. It's one thing to think of yourself in a certain way. It's another, it's a totally different thing if you're using that to belittle people. If you're using that to treat people like shit. That's where it goes wrong. And that's where I think a lot of people who joke about main character syndrome are actually very toxic and they don't recognize that. And this is just a random side note, but... I was introduced to the Open Psychometrics Statistical Witch Character Personality Quiz. I think that would be interesting for you guys to take it. I've taken it multiple times, and I've seen the patterns of the people that- the characters that I match the most with. I saw a pattern with those, and we can talk about that in another podcast, but you guys should take the quiz, see what the pattern is between- the characters that you've matched with the most in different shows or movies and, you know, see if you really are main character material, I guess. Or like what tropes you fit into or what personalities or like stereotypes or what what roles you fit into. A lot of the roles that I got were like matriarchal figures. So that was an interesting thing to see so maybe it would be interesting for you guys to look into that there's also a version like there's a version where you take the test and you get the results based off of what you said about yourself but there's another version where you can create an account and other people like your friends will take it with the perception of you that they have in their head and your results are based off of what other people said so Maybe maybe try it out, test it out, see what kind of characters you match up with. And that is all for today. Thank you so much for listening. It kind of got into a rant. It kind of, I don't know. We're testing out things. We're looking at sources. We're going into rants. We're doing different things. Let me know if you liked any of this or if I'm just annoying as fuck. But that's all for today. Thank you for listening. And stay tuned for tomorrow, which is day three of Us in 3D, week one.